Welcome to the latest Pink Podcast in the Pink Elephant Podcast Series, dedicated to leading the way in IT management best practices. Welcome to Kenya Legislative Availability, Part 5 of 6 with IT Management Consultant Jack Probes. High availability. High availability is more of a reporting issue. And let me give you an example, Sarbanes-Oxley 404. Sarbanes-Oxley requires that on a quarterly and an annual basis, financial reports must be generated. You now have 30 and 60 days, respectively, to issue those reports. If your systems are down, that's not an excuse. So your systems that are associated with reporting, generating your financial reports, they, you better be able to better assure that at the time of quarterly and, and annual financial reporting periods, they better be up. And, oh, it's not appropriate also to use manual um, workarounds because why? You're violating the controls that are associated with assuring that your financial reports um, are in line and they truly reflect the condition of the company. Continual or critical, meaning it doesn't go down. I have to have continuity plans to assure that the business will continue to sustain itself. So um, if I look at Sarbanes-Oxley 403 and, say, the 3500 series of the uh, NASD regulations, these all have requirements for continuity plans, and these are plans to assure that there's minimal impact to the organization and lack of our, and, and to reduce the amount of loss that might be associated with um, an outage. And then finally, remote and unserviceable, I would honestly say that there's probably very few um, businesses that would fall into this, so I don't think that the regulators got into it except for people such as government agencies actually policing themselves. So we saw, unfortunately, what happened after the Columbia disaster. And there was a significant investigation relative to uh, the Senate. The, uh, the Congress got involved. They had congressional panels to investigate what happened. And NASA now is under, um, I would say, an enhanced level of scrutiny relative to how it is that they operate. I think the last um, space shuttle launch indicated that in terms of what risks they're willing to accept or not accept. This is a reason why, if it weren't for the fact that there was a threat to, to the business and to the general public, the government wouldn't be in this game. But it's all around availability. And so not only do we have risk profiles that we have to manage relative to the availability of systems so that the business will continue and, and it keeps customers happy, we also have to keep the regulators happy. So governance. What I've always looked at from an availability perspective, controls are sort of the means to the end, which is availability in the normal sense. But if we start to think in terms of the regulated environment, I would offer up that availability is a means to, um, or the uh, availability of the means to support the controls. Controls are extraordinarily important um, in the whole concept of governance. And, in, and as we start to think in terms of the issue relative to managing this environment to keep the regulators happy and also to assure that we can continue to sustain the business in the manner in which they're, um, they're, they expect us, um, they're looking for us as the IT professionals to enforce the level of controls that are needed uh, to assure that 
Uh, we make the systems available and we reduce the risk. So management of risk, per definition, is one of the IT governance tenets, as well as performance management. So if controls are important, where would I turn and, and, and look to for some help? Well, I would turn to two places. COVID, for one. So if you wanted to, you could look in those five processes in the COVID. So in the acquire and implement, uh, so acquire, maintain, application software, and technology infrastructure, you will find examples of the controls that are appropriate, and they describe the processes and the activities that would support a, um, an availability posture and also support you in terms of trying to manage and reduce and mitigate the risk attached to running your systems. And then, of course, the define and support those three um, managed services, continuous service, and system security. Um, so that would be COBIT. But here's the thing about COBIT. COBIT gives you, in essence, a guidance or a framework. And it says, here are the things you ought to be shooting for, but it doesn't tell you how to do it. What you're going to have to do is you're going to then have to go find the processes that will in turn give you the details around how is it that you're going to implement um, each of those, the activities that underlie those processes. Where would you turn? Well, I would turn to idle, right? So I turn to service support and service delivery. So if I'm looking at service support, clearly I need incident problem change. You know, I have to have that because that's going to help me uh, take some of the issues out of the environment that are causing me um, for my mean time between failure number to be high. Right? I want to take problems out. Service delivery, in turn, what I'm looking for is availability and capacity management, IT service continuity, and the like. One of the books that isn't read very much, but it's a great opportunity for you to focus on the infrastructure as a whole, is ICT. And if you scan through it, what you're going to find is that it's a life cycle view of managing uh, the information and communications technology. It's, in essence, how is it that you run the infrastructure? Now, is it going to tell you how to mount tapes? No, it's not going to tell you how to do that. But what it is going to do is it's going to tell you how to plan for the um, and put in place um, the appropriate infrastructures and the architecture and the systems and the processes and the like to assure that you have this underpinning technology in place on which you're going to run the processes. Right? And then the last is security management. Security management book is actually a pretty small little book. You want to see something that's a bit more expansive with respect to security management, you can turn to ISO 17799. ISO 17799 and the security management, it's almost like you could lay one on top of the other. And it gives you a little bit more guidance with respect to management of security. It doesn't tell you how to um, deal with denial of service attacks or how to set up your firewalls or whatever that might be. It doesn't deal with the technical aspects of security. What it does is it talks about how is it that you would manage um, the security environment um, holistically. So, kind of bring this all together. We've talked about how is it that we as IT professionals could talk to the business and also be sensitive to the regulatory environment that speaks to what? It speaks to the risk to both society as well as to the business if our systems are unavailable. And when I mean unavailable, I also am speaking to the, the whole challenge right around information. So if I make you know, your social security number available and you say it wasn't okay, to me that is an availability issue. 
So the, the, the challenge that we have in IT and especially in, to the, in the service management space is that we need to have the conversation with the businesses, how much risk can you sustain? And based on that, I can then look at what is it going to cost you in order for me to reduce the current level of risk down to the level that you wish to sustain. And we can do that. There's uh, designing for round availability. I'd say there's three major principles where reliability, serviceability, and accessibility. So reliability says, I really don't want it to go down at all. So I can build redundancy into the system by uh, looking at things such as failover, elimination of single points of failure, and so forth, versus resilience, fault tolerance. I could have architectures, right, that have multiple systems embedded within them so that internally you're not going to have the failure. For instance, I, it just blew me away that they had a, a shuttle launch that they decided to scrub at the last minute because they didn't have five gyros, and they're all redundant. Five gyros. Now, granted, gyros are terribly important on the space shuttle because it kind of keeps it going in the right direction, especially when you don't have um, things like the road to run it on. You know, you're in space and so forth. Gyros are really important. Five gyros. Five levels of redundancy because they didn't. They lost one of those gyros. They wouldn't launch. I think that's. Pretty interesting. That tells you that you have fault tolerance because they have multiple systems. The systems are backing up systems. Versus the serviceability, which is I have to be able to restore service rapidly. So in the event that it does go down, so whether it's for normal operations or for high, um, high availability systems, you know, high availability systems doesn't say that you know, the risk tolerance of the business isn't that it can go down, not can't go down, this is that if it's going to go down, it can't be down for very long or it better be localized, right? And so round serviceability, maintainability is that if it goes down, I've got the resources available, I've got spare parts, I've got contracts, I've got all that. And then finally, accessibility, identity management, access rights, encryption, uh, hardening of access points and things of that nature. So the last thing that I would do is I would offer up maybe a little different view of that initial chart of the activities and that... I would spell out more of the details with respect to the interfaces. So from the customer, I have needs and regulations in terms of the needs relative to the, the risk tolerance of the business and the regulations, which are basically society's view of what risk tolerance means. Well, that generates requirements to service level management, which then I uh, issue requirements to availability management. Through a set of controls and contracts, I then access various processes and service providers um, including security management, uh, and then through a set of through analysis, I can then determine what's ex what's reasonable um, and effective. Provide agreements back to the service level, both OLAs and underpinning contract, and then I have deliverables in terms of what's the possibilities and also the fact that I'm compliant. You've been listening to part five of Can You Legislate Availability? Please join us next week for the conclusion. Thank you for joining us for today's Pink Podcast. Go to www.pinkelephant.com to find out more about our products, including Atlas, our knowledge database with hundreds of example documents and templates for your IT management best practice projects.